Hello, everyone, and welcome to the commentary. Hey, howdy, hey. Genesis Avalon Patriot episode three! Oh my god, I can't believe we're already three episodes in! I know, in. I know. Um, I am uh, your, uh, your, your director and co-creator and co-writer, uh, Cat Pride, and with me is my co-director, no, co-writer, and co-creator. I mean, you don't do any directing. I don't do any <laughs> but I do listen through it, and I give you yes, ideas, you and I'm like, notes. oh, you should, do, you should do this, and yeah. then you should do this. So yeah. I'm like... The person who yes. who checks the editor, like an 80. who who watches the Watchmen. <laughs> Anyways, Chris Bays. Hi. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so here we are, episode three. Super excited. I love this episode. I'm not gonna lie. I had a lot of fun mixing it. You love all of them. I know, but this one was really fun. Except for the, there's that one episode. She just hates it. God. Oh, I know which episode that is. Um, but uh, but no, I mean like we. Tons of tons of action. I love this sequence here, um, where they're all where they're smuggled into the U.S. and Leo can't stop himself from making jokes. Leo including can't stop a monk from joke. These jokes is just the sentence. It's not like jokes about any particular situation. No, he just, just can't jokes. stop himself. Yeah. Really, so. he just can't stop himself. But I'm just yeah. Okay. There's so many ad libs in this scene. <sighs> that was not fun. <laughs> All this, all this, I did not write this. This is just Paul. I thought you were supposed to aim for the fields because they're like that's where the line kicks in. So anyway, good to hear Laura and Paul and Chris again. Obviously, this episode. So we're back. We're kind of establishing the cast of players now. So get bent, Noir. So so bent. But, uh, I, Noir, I, listen, I know you just became I had a lot of fun. Like I said, I had a lot of fun with this episode, but like, there are a lot of sound effects in here that I don't normally get to do in a superhero show. Some so hurt. some people hurt. Anyway, it's another great ad lib. Um, but the, uh, the play noises and like all of the, like opening the heavy doors and stuff. I just, I had a lot of fun with that. It was fun. Where are we exactly? Um, but I really enjoyed that we were getting to write like intrigue. Like this is like a very like tension filled episode. Lots of intrigue. Obviously, if you have not listened to the episode already, please stop listening to me blabber and go back and listen to the full episode and then come back and if you want to hear me talk, you can. Um, I want to hear you talk though. Just talk more about the episode. Okay, I'm mean, I'm doing it right now. That's it. <laughs> go Someone. Can't we get something cooler than that? <laughs> Oh, there it goes. See, again, I love the... I'm, I get, like, really, like, uh, caught up on how great certain special effects sound. And I just love all of the plane stuff. I'm just like, mmm, plane noises. Yeah. That's just not a thing I, I get to do in a superhero show normally. Yeah. <laughs> Little, like, prop propeller planes. So, oh, and that was, uh, that was like, uh, our number one Avalon fan, uh, Jordan Gutley. Yeah, Jordan Gutley. Who does all of our uh, interviews for Twip as well, um, playing the pilot there. So it was really nice to, to get him in here for a few seconds. Uh... I'm always looking for excuses to put him in an episode. And I was like, you got pilot voice, man. I need you for the pilot. So. So they've been dropped off uh, just across the border in upstate New York. Um, hilariously, I am actually from New York. And all of my family lives in upstate New York. So there's a, a lot of really funny bits of, like, we did research for the show. Where I was, like, pulling out maps and, like, yeah. I know where that is. <laughs> morning on a Tuesday. You'd think there'd be some cars. But, uh... I, 
This is your first time from Gina and Leo, especially Leo. For poor Leo. Leo. So, so for those of you who, who don't kind of, I mean, like we didn't really talk heavily about the timeline in the first show either. Leo has been in the UK pretty much since he started college. He got a scholarship and was going to college in the US in the UK, and he's an American citizen. So. He never really was there for up, anything that happened with Apple. Yeah. He was out of the picture to begin with. He so, was in college, and then when when the basically Iron Curtain came down, he stayed in the UK. The yeah. Avalon was able to get him diplomatic mm-hmm. credentials for the for the Kingdom of Avalon, yeah. and so he's a citizen of Avalon for as much as that is, which we've already talked about. It's a weird situation. So we'll get we'll keep getting into that in future episodes. Don't worry, guys. But yeah, um, so yeah, he's not been. This is his okay, first time being home in probably ten years. Yeah, and to imagine coming home to what feels like a police state like this, where they're having to bypass checkpoints. Yeah. And yeah. He manages to do it with flair and style and humor, and oh, I appreciate that about him. He does Leo. all things with flair and style and humor. It's true. That's just how he does. That's how he do. That's why he's marrying Gwen. They're married to Gwen. Jaina, this is far too risky. This is what we're doing. I am not debating it. Mm, I love it when Jana gets sassy. Come on. Like, this is what we're doing. I'm not debating it. So. So, yeah. So, they have to ditch the car to bypass the checkpoint. Yep. That's always fun. That can't possibly have any negative consequences we've not thought of. Oh, and then here we go. Uh, so, so after we saw Patriot and Minuteman... In. Last uh, on uh, in episode one, yep. Uh, we're we're checking I'm back in, in on them Charlie. again to find out what it is they're doing next, and that's sort of like the the way that the show is going to kind of continue uh, as we go. Uh, yeah, all things will converge eventually, but uh, but but right now it's we're trying to get you set up and kind of understanding what it is that Patriot Minuteman have been trying to do for the last six years, like the way that they operate as underground heroes. And this is this is really our first time of seeing the the ultimate outcome of what the stewards have been doing yes because up until this point you've been in the city or in kind of quote normal areas um whereas now we're in one of the actual internment camps for dissidents yeah and um unfortunately as real life has taught us it's very easy to transformation nice it's very easy to really uh <laughs> like i'm just gonna lighten it up it's fine it's getting too dark i'm gonna lighten it up in here I can't help it. It's okay. Um, but it's, this is a very, like, real example of how easy it is to not see the problems in your own backyard yeah. because the narrative is controlled so heavily that you don't know what's there. Yeah. Um, we go there. And then trying, yeah. well, and in trying to decide, you know, we we wrote this story over the course of a couple. We kind of wrote the story over the course of a couple of years. Yeah. And one of the things that we did during the time frame when we were coming up with ideas for what we wanted to see in the story was we went to the Smithsonian and they had a very excellent exhibit on the Japanese internment camps. Yes. Yeah. And being in that exhibit makes you really realize how easy it is. For a country, for the people of a country to think what's being done is the right thing, but it's the completely fascist thing. Um, Similarly, you know, as we saw in in our border towns during the last four years, years. people people thinking that what was happening was 
quote, legitimate stopping of illegal immigration. Yeah, of, but it was just but the was, funneling you know, of everybody who everybody, was coming yeah. in. Yeah. Asylum or not. Yeah. yeah. So we try to take some of those real world me. examples of casual fascism. Yeah, yeah. And see how they would play out in this world where, you know, this is supposed to be kind of a worst case scenario where part of the reason why it's going so super fashy is you've got demons pushing it that way, but you don't need that. Humans are their own worst enemy. Yeah. So. Don't you people want to go home? Is is a person who breaks into one of these internment camps to try to tear it down from the inside out. They're saving those people, but from what? They're saving them from their own government. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of interesting political stuff. Which is why I do like that the track that that Ben and John come up with, really Ben, this is Ben's idea. It's almost always. It's almost always Ben's idea. Remember that. If it's a good idea, it's probably Ben's idea. If it's a bad idea. Well, if it's, if it's a, if it's a. If it's an idea with minimal thought to execution, it's probably John's. <laughs> um, not bad, not a bad idea. Just a, if an, if it, it's pretty it's, crazy because John's it's an super, impulse. super super smart. He is but super impulsive, and we'll get into that later. Yeah. Later, yes. but um, but guys are gonna hate that phrase. Just <laughs> get used to it now. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I like that the way that Ben's trying to handle this is okay. Well. I can rescue them from the camps, which is what John would want to do. Yeah. John is like, let's go in, let's pull them out of the camps, let's go take out every steward on the way. Ben's like, right, but cool, what does that do? Yeah. And Ben is definitely thinking in terms of like, okay, what's the larger strategy here? Like, what are, you know, how do I stop them from just getting put into another camp? And Ben's thought is, well, then the solution is to expose the camps. Yeah. If you know they exist, it's harder to ignore. It's it's not enough to just free these people. You need to convince them to free themselves. And then while you're at it, expose it yeah so it's kind of a bummer that his only uh his only almost run-in with vanguard was vanguard having to clean up their mess and not running into vanguard because hacktivism's where it's at and ben seems to already be kind of thinking "Mm, hacktivism's sort of where it needs to go so it's uh it's gonna be interesting as we as we move on further through the season but uh i do love this uh this piece of music i use by the way I'm trying to listen. Scenes. This is one of the one of those. It's one of the hard rock ones. Yeah, this is Ben's. Ben's I have to go both ears for this. Oh man. Help us. Help us show the world. Oh, this is like the very Top Gunny sound. Yes, yeah, yeah. Top Gunny. Yeah. It's, it's Ben's patriotic speech music. Like, it, but it's definitely it, like. Please tell me it's called that in your notes. Ben's patriotic. Yes, speech music. it actually is. Fantastic. Yep. You're always the one talking about people need to fight for their rights. <laughs> Well, here they are. So one of my favorite, like, actor notes is that, so, you know, obviously I follow all of my actors on, on social media yeah, yes. who, are, who have public social media, and uh, Ben definitely posted something about coming out of the booth one day, being like, I love that I get to talk back to my dad in this show, because I never do that in real life. I'm like, ooh, yep. This is people united. They're just so perfect. Yep. Um, I'm probably going to say this every episode. <laughs> they just, like, they came just, out of my head. <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, we didn't talk too much about the performances, but yeah, I mean, just both of them nailed that that scene, and um, I, I, I love hearing Ben sass John, like 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 get in, get in, Ben, I'm in, John, like it's such a. I think the mud seeped in between my toes. Oh my oh, god. god! I don't know if Paul. I'm gonna get a shower anytime soon. <laughs> Paul, let's get through the bus station first. 
That is a, that is an ad lib from from Chris. <laughs> and here we are in a uh, really a bus station. I didn't think it was this bad. Oh, it's worse. Yeah. Also, uh, for big old big old huge nerds, if you listen to the PA speaker loudly enough, um, the number referenced is an important number for Genesis Avalon. Oh, is it? It's, it's the the, um, the 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 train that's leaving or the bus that's getting ready to leave is the same uh, number as the year of the premiere. Oh, fun yeah. times! You you thx eleven thirty eight yourself. I did. You ate. What is that? The the room the, and all the Pixar that's referenced. In the oh room yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it's it's that. That, yeah. that kind of a. It did. It you did. channeling that energy. It's yeah. cool. Oh man, I love doing this. The scene was really cool to, to the scene was really cool to mix, because I had an entire soundscape of the stewards coming inside that I had to mix first, and then I just dropped it in behind this. So all the stuff is happening, and I had already like blocked out what they were doing beforehand. Also, I love the futuristic steward weapons. Like I know we we talked about that in episode one, but I just really love them. Yeah, I mean this is come on, we we talk about how oh we're taking real world cues. This is a science fiction fantasy world that has like fantastical, like kind of like your Marvel cinematic. Where yeah, you've got yeah. This kind of commonplace technology that totally one hundred percent does not exist in our yeah, universe. There's been some jumps in because there are some people and things documents? in this universe that push oh, it uh, further yeah documents? yeah also uh thank you chris rebo for another fantastic job so chris was our uh the 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 patrol guard in the Man, first episode our, just like and massive shout out to our yeah to our steward actors yeah and yeah we've, we've got what we're calling the steward pool and so there's about there's about five or six of them just you'll hear them throughout the show they are and they're just, just fantastic great character actors yeah All, they they are always so happy to chip in yep they will do multiple voices and multiple character takes and just fantastic yeah they're so good you're about to find out what we do to illegals in this country i remember now also this music cue ah, sorry i got really proud of myself coming up that's fine. That's great. This is working out awesome. I do like that musical oh, cue. That was yeah. nice. This is about I love the way Laura reads that. Um. Also, it was super fun to find uh, bullet impact noises in different surfaces. And like, if you're listening to this in headphones, as you might be able to tell, you'll hear them all around you. Some of the bullets are on your right channel, some are on the left. I, I like to play a lot with stereo channels, so if you're a fan of my show, definitely listen to headphones if you can. You'll get some fun little Easter eggs. Um, but that's a fun one. Why did you help me? Easy, honey. Freedom was called. We're patriots. It's an important, it's an important statement. Freedom you've is calling. It. Be you've a patriot. Heard it. You've heard it twice now in this yeah. episode. In this episode alone, yeah. So, more of that. man, buck up. Have to go back and get her. I think the buck up was a was an ad lib too on Chris's part. It's fantastic. You're not going anywhere. Oh, look at that! They've been rescued by Vanguard, aka Casey. Yay. Um. Who are you? 
I'm the vanguard, the voice of Leo's just so confused the whole time. He's like, I don't know what's going on in my home country, but I'm kind of okay with it. Nobody knows what's going on in the home country, though. That's part of the problem. I guess we know you're alive. Do you have any idea? I guess we know you're alive. No. In fact, I have way better things to do with my day than Aaron's. Casey is not happy to see them. You know, and the the ironic thing is, he said, "Do you know how many?" And she's like, "No," and I don't care. Is she absolutely would care? Yeah, yeah. The royal entourage asking me for help. I am feeling pretty lost here, but. If I could just interrupt for just a second. Like I love that Leo's like I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna show some growth and I'm gonna be really mature right now and I'm gonna back us up. I'm gonna try to be real calm here as apparently we need to have some more adults because right now what we have are cats. <laughs> Cat fighting. Yep. This is Avalon herself. Can you repeat that? Yeah. Can you say that again, please? She's alive. Which. Yeah. So, so for those of you, I know. Way to go, Mark. As per usual, Um, Mark, Mark, and Mark and Anna are. They really have brought like such heart to the voices of Freedom of the Freedom Press, and you guys are going to hear that more as we go. But, but I'm really happy that we were able to give the two of them ample opportunity to play off of each other because they their friendship is very interesting, and. You can tell that Evan cared a great deal, just like Casey did. If you if you listen to the first show, they both were very much pro Avalon people. They tried to help Avalon. Um, they broke Genesis and Exodus Avalon out of steward custody. But the last thing they saw of them was Jaina getting riddled with bullets before collapsing into the helicopter that then got them to safety. They all thought she was dead, and now six years later. They think they, they find out she's alive. And for those of you who listened to the very first trailer that we did for Patriot, that message that you heard from the Voice of Freedom was something that was like six years old. It was from right after all of that. At some point, Casey had faith that Avalon was alive, and she lost that faith. Yep. And now finding out that Avalon is alive does not make her feel any better about all of the sacrifices they've gone through. So, some serious, serious interpersonal and major drama. Um, and I don't, I don't want to talk about kind of the thematic thing that that's going for because I want to wait for you want to wait for later in the season. So I think I'm going to hold off on it now. But we'll, we'll get into that later, as we said last. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're gonna get real sick of that. We should start a drinking game. No, don't. Um, the, Genesis, the, the Genesis Avalon commentary track drinking game of every time Pat or Chris says, uh, we'll get to that later. You take, take a, a shot and, uh, we had people yeah. in the town to pick you up. Casey went to get you because we heard on steward channels that there was an illegal border crossing. Yes, there was. Steward saw a few people get dropped off and shot down the plane. We have other allies. And I, I love that even though Evan is, like, aware that Casey is hurting from this, Evan's still very much focused on, like, no, let's get Avalon back. Like, like Avalon's alive. Let's not dwell on the the why she didn't come back. That's something she can answer when she gets back herself. So. Yeah. Here, take these. Meanwhile... Um, yeah, so, so as, as kind of alluded to here, um, obviously the bus that picked Jaina up is full of patriots, full of, full of, uh, voices of freedom. So, 
So they are part of the network that the Freedom Press runs. And that's kind of what what we've sort of alluded to, but now we're kind of coming out sort of showing you is that in the six years since Casey and Evan and Carrie and Julian and Bobby all decided to stay and create something, what they created was an actual resistance information and supply network. Yeah. But they're running out of they're running out of real estate. They're, they're, the walls are slowly starting to close in. It's hard to be, keep a resistance going. Yeah. And I will say that it, I guess, I guess it's one thing we can talk a little bit about is the fact that part of this, part of the, the, the beleaguered sort of beat down feeling of the Freedom Press at the beginning of the show is definitely built a bit off of how beleaguered and beat down a lot of us felt after four years. Yeah. Yeah. A feeling like no matter what you did to try and protect the people around you and the people you care about, nothing you did seemed to matter. And and that and you just needed something to make it better. No matter how many lights you tried to shine on wrongs, people were just keeping their head in the sand and not seeing it. Which then brings us to this these two. Yeah. Because then you have the question of well, at what point do you stop just shining lights on the dark normal. underbelly of situation and you Don't start actually cutting it open there was a or very using more violent methods to protest, protest the fascism uh, yeah. or brutal regime you might be living under? And at what point is this the time to do that kind of action? And if you do, you you risk alienating the people that have been your allies all along who are not maybe willing or wanting to be more violent. Yeah. There was a... I want to say that when we were working on this episode specifically was when the... The, the height of the protests yeah. in, in the George Floyd. Yeah. yeah. And and there was a woman who so was actually interviewed who said, well, you don't care about our lives, so why should we care about your property? Yeah. You seem to care more about us damaging that than losing people. Yeah. And that really stuck with me because I was like, that's, that's a, yeah, that's what it comes down to. If you're, if, if you're if you're not willing to help make change that saves lives, why should people respect your physical possessions? And that's Precisely. definitely Precisely. And and where is the line between a freedom fighter or a person who is who is fighting against oppressive regimes and a revolutionary in the kind of like heroic sense that we think of? And a person who's just committing a terroristic act. Yeah. Where Ooh, we're starting to get into the, the greater big question of the show. There's a reason it's, commentary. The reason it's named Patriot. There is a reason it's named Patriot. And th this is the fight they're having right now is the two sides of that argument of where is the line? Where do you draw the line? You've got Ben on one side who is not ready to go to that hard, mm -hmm. cold place yet. And you've got John, who's a little older, who's lived his whole life being a, quote, good, decent black man, you know, and got him nowhere. It got him nowhere. So he's gone. He, he's he's ready. Yeah. To, you know, it's the Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King. So, among other things, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's, it's, a, it's an age old. It is definitely an age old problem with. um People confusing peace for freedom, yeah, and confusing order for freedom, yeah. Like those are and like like like, you can't confuse. What, you know when they when they tell you to be quiet, they don't mean we're gonna fix the problem. They just mean stop complaining about it because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's that it's that yeah. whole thing of you've got. It's an old old debate, and so there it's just get another. And that's kind of 
we'll, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. With just how old hey. that debate is and what it means. Is... Chin, chin, take a drink. No, I'm going to start making a counter. I like this music cue here. Oh, this one right here? Yeah. Thank you. This is uh, Adam's Jaina's theme for this show. Yeah. This is going to be her her solo theme for the most part. So, And that's because I love piano music. I've, I've always liked that. Like, I did that in a lot, of, a lot of OG Avalon, too. Um, I, love, I love simple piano. Um, I think it makes a really good atmosphere. Oh, MC or Garcia, moonlighting for us for this episode as she was not... Featured as Carrie, but I wanted her in there, so I was just a like, few hey, times. You, oh yeah, yeah. I expect to hear some people playing characters I think that they you don't heard know. Heard me earlier. Yes, as you were the, the bus driver. Bus driver. Yeah. Yep. Doing my best Chicago accent. Yeah, and then I don't the um, have a good Chicago accent. Yeah, and I then the Chicago's. the woman who was the passenger on the bus also plays the character that is introduced at the very mm -hmm. end of the episode. So. There you go, Tommy. There she is. I saved you a slice of pepperoni. And then Tommy is played by one of our one of our steward pool. Yep, sounding great. I love him. You gotta stop spoiling. You do plenty around here for us. <laughs> Just shut up and take the slice. You're the reason I'm sober. Just don't forget that. You're the reason you're sober. Too. So it's one of those moments where everything converges, and you don't expect hey, it to. What can I get? Ew. Ah! Uh, I'm so sorry. You guys now have to wait a month. No, two months to unpack that. Because <laughs> yep. episode four is the UK. Ha, ha. But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, Jaina's mom is alive, alive and sober, double. which if you are, listen to the show, her mom was in rehab the whole time, and it was sort of a, a big deal. But we'll talk about that next episode when Jaina we're actually talking to Jaina comes from a very broken family. She does. And, some some stuff's gonna come out. Mm -hmm. Some some you're gonna hear mm -hmm. some information that I never got to tell in the first show, which is I'm really excited about. That. Like we're treading a lot of new ground, but I'm also really excited that this gives us an opportunity to flesh out things that I've always known about the characters. That there was no good story-driven reason yeah. to be telling you those 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 that information until later. It's like you would need a Silmarillion. Yeah, pretty for... much. <laughs> yeah. So. Ted Hazard is crowd three. Chris Bays is bus driver. No, it's a lie. <laughs> but, man, our, our cast is phenomenal. Yes. Uh, every time you guys turn in your lines, I just kind of go, wow, we are just so freaking lucky. We are. Well, I, to have so many super so talented and hardworking and cooperative people who really do just give it their best. So, big shout out to the actors. Y'all make this show would not happen if it weren't for you. Absolutely. 100% true. So. so, we'll see you all again in a month. Yep. And if you're looking for us, you can find us at, or me at, at Genesis Avalon on Twitter. You can always find us at Pen, uh, Pennant Audio on Twitter or, Pendant, or at Pennant Web. And uh, we'll see you next month. Yep. Bye. Bye.